Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. I gave you an assignment and you're still here. Uh, it is. Yeah. Go away. Go away. Right. Become conservative. I'm not going to do that. Not now, anyway. It is September 8th, 20. We wouldn't want you. 21. Oh, you wouldn't want me no. to be conservative? You want me to be Always flaming? like what Groucho Marx used to say, I wouldn't want to belong to a group that would have me for a member. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was in the conservative tent at one point, but they kicked me out. Well, it's no wonder. They said I was dressed like a rhino. I didn't quite know what that meant, but uh, I, I had to leave. Well, you were the comic relief in the conservative tent, and <laughs> we got tired of uh, yes. laughing at you. So we, we have a Republican <laughs> in the tent who favors lower government and fewer deficits. Well, kick him out. Get rid of him. That Lawrence, That's he's right. no good. That's, I mean, we don't want him in here. Right. We must have all Republicans. We want him over in the Democratic tent, the spend and spend and spend tent and tax and tax and tax. Well, tent. that's it. And what is a new Republican? How would you describe their ideas? I mean, it used the to be same smaller. Same as it used to be, borrow and spend as opposed to tax and spend. So that really hasn't <laughs> changed. Okay. No, we're, we still love the, a little pork here and there. At least you don't raise taxes. <laughs> At least you cut taxes. Well, we do, but only for those who are super rich anyway. I mean, we don't want to help that <laughs> little man. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's you know, we true. We like to take care of our friends. And do you think about the deficit at all? Do Republicans ever consider that? Oh, as yeah. F- we talk about it all the time. Oh, you talk. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't do anything about it. All right. As opposed to the Democrats, who do do something about it, they run it all the way up as high as they can get it. Adjusted for inflation are the last two presidents the biggest deficit spenders? Pretty close. If okay. They, they don't, well, of course, you have to take into consideration World War II percentage-wise. Oh, okay. Well, that was a global crisis. But still, it was an American... We had American response to it. it was very expensive and okay. very, very expensive. And we still haven't paid it off. That's the sad part. No, I think we did pay it off. How so? Well, we, we still, at one point, we actually were um, a little bit ahead. I, I'm trying to remember what administration well, that Bill was. Well, Bill Clinton had a balanced well, budget. Found, yeah, that's the last time the ba- the budget was balanced. But, uh, the, but the best of my knowledge, I don't think anybody's done it since Bill Clinton. No, I think George Washington had a deficit, and everyone has had one since then. Mm, not so certain about that. Not so certain. Hey, history, man. You check that there, out. There were pl- times when we were running uh, cash basis. We were flush. We were. And that was Get before the income here. tax. <laughs> Believe it or not, that was based on whiskey tax. We did quite well. Oh, with the whiskey <laughs> tax. <laughs> well, we have our priorities. Amen, brother. It's funny because you don't drink any whiskey, but you think it's wonderful that there is whiskey. Well, no, this was this was years and years ago. This okay. isn't anything recent. So is it kind of like the Johnstown flood tax that it was? Right. There was a tax to pay for the flood damage, and then it never went away. Well, you know, those folks in Johnstown still need a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, there's still an issue. There's still damage on the side of one of the buildings. Right. So until they, that if happens. If they fix it, they've got to repeal the tax, so they aren't going to fix that last bit of damage. I got gotcha. you. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is 
our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you today on the market sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. What is a Republican today? What is a Democrat? I think there's so much strategy involved in making sure that the other party uh, gets oppressed and gets it stuck to them. I think we kind of lose sight of what might be Democratic ideals or Republican ideals. Maybe you want to complete that sentence. What is a real Republican today? Let's suppose you're not a rhino. Let's suppose you're a real Republican, like Mitch McConnell got the jab, and folks are saying that now he is a rhino. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is bad. Because but, he uh, got the shot? Yes. Well, yeah. I got it. Well, I know. Well, and so did President Trump. He's widely viewed as being pretty, pretty darn Republican, but he's got the jab, so, um, you know. But anyway, all right, 1-800-795-9565. We do have open phones today, nearly open phones. We would love to hear from you on the mark sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do as I've done. Buy your next vehicle by starting out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at on the market, WKOKGut.com. We do have uh, two emails pending. Oh, one relates to party affiliation, so we could read that. Uh, on the market, WKOKGut.com. And we do have a text number. It should be running. We had it running for a short time yesterday. I busted it yesterday by pushing all the keys at once. Uh, but it does say uh, Tech Connect is. Uh, we got the little green light in the upper left hand corner. So we'll see if uh, it's working. But we would love to hear from you via Text Connect 702 with the key word OTM. You remember how when President Trump was heckled, you know, when there were people, demonstrators lined up outside? You remember all the coverage that got? I mean, that, they used to get, oh, thousands of protesters lined the streets today, outraged over President Trump this or President Trump that. But yesterday, Joe Biden got heckled, and there's been, except for Fox, no mention of it in the media. Isn't that strange? Well, I remember the, the, the biggest crowd that was yelling to President Trump, I remember, was when he was in the hospital and he did the SUV drive past the people as he came out. There were quite a few people there. So that was the last time I saw a crowd yelling to the president. Was the president heckled a lot? Yes, President Biden addressed hecklers who shouted at him about his chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan, claiming that they don't actually live in the area where he was touring. <laughs> Gee, isn't that, isn't that reminiscent? And suggesting that they were upset about his climate change position. After Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer introduced Biden as the man who, quote, will lead us out of the darkness in this present moment. Oh, brother, there, there's a delusional guy. The president began his remarks in New York City by saying he received a warm reception in the area he had been touring. None of them were shouting or complaining, Biden said. Every one of them were thanking me as if it were something special, that I was here. Earlier in the day, Biden was heckled by protesters on the other side of a fence where he toured storm-damaged New Jersey, with several people castigating him for his handling of the Afghanistan withdrawal. Uh, my country is going to... S word, and you're allowing it. One woman yelled off camera, uh, and I'm an immigrant, and I'm proud of this country. I gave my, I'd give my life for this country. You guys should be ashamed of yourself. Another guy said, "All this for a blanking photo op? You ain't gonna do blank." <laughs> well, and they didn't recover that. You know, there were quite a few hecklers there. Boy, you found out about it. How did you find out? Fox. Okay. 
I, I'm sorry. Glenn Beck told me personally. He called me up this morning. <laughs> hey, Joe, sorry to bug you. Um, hey, uh, You should know this, Joe. Right. Nobody else is covering it except Fox. And Well, I'm uh, sure Glenn Beck is, and I'm, I would bet the Well, I'm sure the media is biased. They don't want to show President Biden. They don't want to kick him while he's down. Well, I think it's a good point. You know, he is certainly getting a lot of criticism. He's making it sound like people are just thrilled that he's there. (laughs) But there are some people who aren't thrilled that he's there. And he's obviously desperately trying to change the narrative away from Afghanistan to global warming or anything else. He announced that he's attending some uh, climate summit in um, Oslo, Norway or somewhere in February. You know, he's, he's desperate to get away from Afghanistan. I think he's desperate to focus on climate, which is, is a big issue. The potentiality exists that he could end up with a win on climate, and it would be one of his bigger wins amidst a, a myriad of losses, some of which were cataclysmic. So I think he's probably focusing, doing whatever he can do to change the narrative. But this, fortunately, he has the American tensions, uh, attention span on his side. You know, we aren't going to be really all that upset about Afghanistan forever, you know, just as uh, we weren't upset about anything he did earlier this year that we might not have liked. But, you know, we try to focus on um, just whatever's up at that moment and then, you know, kind of skip the rest. So, well, so you know, he'll probably do better in the years ahead. He's certainly tying in uh, the uh, storms, Ida, and all the other ones to global warming and climate change. Well, this particular storm, it's easy to say that climate was a factor, but... Uh, Why? Well, because the Gulf of Mexico is so supercharged that, uh, you know, it's two degrees warmer, and so the hurricanes pop out in the Gulf of Mexico instead of, you know, farther, you know, out in Haiti or wherever. So, I mean, in this particular case, the Gulf of Mexico is warmer, and that is our fault, and so that... Two degrees. Right. So that is... That's the difference between having no storms and having tons of storms, two degrees. Well, these now these storms uh, generate in the Gulf of Mexico without a Tropical depression, but look, if you, you're a climate skeptic, so you don't believe that, that's fine. So it was just another hurricane. You can leave it at that. The president's climate importance remains, even if uh, Ida had never occurred. He should go to New York and New Jersey and talk okay. about climate. He should do this. The, you know, we are in a red alert phase here. Oh, red we've alert. got to take action. Well, Al Gore told us we were all going to be gone by this time, but we're still here. <laughs> How do you account for that? Well, he was mostly busy starting the internet. When when he actually blurted know, that out. If so he hadn't he, invented that, where would we be today? Well, much better. Listen, I think, I, I think <laughs> there is no doubt that, that, that there are certain elements of, of climate climate realities, I'll call them, mm. that probably are a little more, little more troubling now than they were in the past. But isn't it all, can't you still make the argument that it's cyclical? We have periods of years where we have very few hurricanes, very mild hurricanes, and we have other periods of time where we have monster storms. What was that terrible one, 1939, that came down in Florida and killed so many people? I forget what what name that that storm had, but um, it's the one there. The Galveston? No, it was in Florida. I can't remember the name of it, but there were all sorts of stories. In 39. I think it was 19, in the 1930s, somewhere in the 1930s. But, you know, there was no real global warming then that attracted as much attention as it does now. I don't even think they thought about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they just said this was a bad year. Other years are good years. So let's say let's say you're right, and, and we definitely have storms that are exacerbated today by 
rising temperatures. Mm -hmm. What do we do about it? Turn on the air conditioning? Well, we have to address it. You know, it's really going to take a great uh, systemic effort on uh, the part of all of us. First of all, we have to try to put the brake on our carbon footprint. Stop putting so much carbon into the air and become more dependent on things that don't use uh, burning of fossil fuels in order to operate. Like what? You've saw, seen the classic cartoon of the guy with the electric car who has a, a gasoline-powered truck pulling the generator that's running on carbon fuels to <laughs> right, fuel it. Right. That's exactly where we are today. <laughs> right. You're not going to refuel these electric cars without electricity being no, generated we, by fossil fuels. And, I, you know, you won't listen to him, but the president's 100 percent right on this. It's going to really take a, a global and an, a national effort to address, you know, our energy consumption okay. and to change the way we utilize energy. But it's going to require a mindset and your skepticism is 100% welcome you know you are welcome you will not be around much longer and so you are very <laughs> well seriously that's your attitude what difference does it make I won't be around well, no it's so, not my attitude oh, at I all you're is. mischaracterizing my attitude well up until now that's what it was you might change it today for the purpose of discussion but in any event oh, brother, you're, you're not, reading my mind now how about that <laughs> no I, I didn't just listened, know you had such no civilities. I listened to your words that you're not worried about climate and the globe is I, right, we well, would, here's the problem. We're not going to solve this issue go. in the United States. <laughs> it's not our problem. We have done things. We have taken steps. Okay. We have an administration now that's committed to it. We have the idiotic squad and their willingness to throw everybody out okay. of work in order to preserve the environment. But what about China? What about Russia? What about all these other countries that are not, maybe they're giving lip service to it, but why should the United States of America throw our, throw our country under the bus when other countries aren't even willing to take the preliminary steps they agreed to in treaties years ago? Okay. Well, I guess you're right. All right. Well, never mind then. You guess. You're darn right I'm right. All right. Yep. Joe's absolutely right. It is pointless. Do not fight climate change because... He doesn't know anything about Russia or China's <laughs> response to climate, both of which, incidentally, is extensive. But that's all right. We don't, we don't have to worry oh, about that. Oh, exten- they've been doing their job, huh? Yep. Joe's. All uh, right. Well, yeah, I'm happy so. to hear that. Uh, we got a call coming in, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. Talking climate right now. Joe's a skeptic, and he's not interested in making any changes as it relates to climate. And he doesn't know anything about China's or Russia's response, which lay people would know is extensive. Uh, but Joe does not. So if somebody wishes to weigh in on that topic, 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
All right, upper right-hand corner, Joe, please. One of our emailers says China and India are the biggest polluters. What, what China's working on some things related to climate. What did you find in your research? Uh, well, they are sacrificing a pig to uh, climate change. Okay. They, they believe that that, well, that will help. No, they said that they, they have targets, but the Chinese have failed to make any target that they've announced, and, and, and this one, I think, is pretty aggressive. They said that they want to reduce carbon emissions or dependence on fossil fuels by 25% by the year 2030. And what have they already done to reduce? As far as I can tell, nothing. Okay, well, you have. (laughs) Keep looking, buddy, because there's information. There's nothing there that says what they have done, it's what they hope to do. No, but they're, they have done plenty what? already. What? Oh, I don't have it in front of me. I just know that the, well, the world is talking about the global efforts by China and oh, India and Russia. Everywhere I to, go, people are saying, isn't it efforts. amazing what China's done about global warming? I, I, I just can't isn't get that away funny from how that. If you don't know a fact, you like if you talk about something in history that I don't know about, I, I have rapt curiosity, and I've, you know, I'm always eager to learn more. But if I mention that there's something about the world that you don't know, you're like, oh, well, it must not exist because I don't know it. Mark doesn't know it. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you that every, I have never heard anyone talking in, about how China has been a really uh, excellent partner in trying to reduce global emissions. Further proof you're just biding your time until death. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 1 800. Which I'm sure you think can't come soon enough. <laughs> well, uh, Bob. Notice, folks, he didn't answer that question. <laughs> uh, a typical Republican. Um, I was calling about, you know, Joe was saying about two degrees making a difference in the waters. Well, I'll tell you what, two degrees can make a difference whether you're cold or hot in my house. Well, that's true. Two degrees makes a big difference in a lot of things. But uh, in, in this particular case, it's because the formation of um, the uh, hurricanes requires warm water. So warmer water does more faster. Right. And uh, as far as he was saying that my electric car needs a uh, car, you know, <laughs> the, the generator on it. <laughs> to, to uh, regenerate it, that's wrong. I got wind power. I have no fossil fuels burning my house at all. I'm totally wind power. So that's another one to put in the book. Like I said, if Everything Joe doesn't know something... Everything can be done by wind and solar. <laughs> well, you, you certainly are making the biggest dent possible on America's energy independence. How many other people and have... And I do have a Ford pickup truck, but it costs me $100 to fill it up every time I stop for gas. So I, I am paying road two taxes. Tanks. Okay. Not a new truck. It's an old, an old dually tanker. So. Well, I got it. It's a twelve. It's, it was fifteen thousand dollars. That was all I could afford. So, you, you get what you can afford. Gotcha. And so another last forever. Biden and Afghanistan. That's old news. Now we got all this uh, remnants of Ida. You know, look at look at our country. What's going through all this disaster? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the biggest ones in the White House. Well, it could have been worse if Trump was in there. Well, it might have been. I, I'm willing to concede that. But, I mean, you folks on the left don't want to admit that President Biden has done anything wrong. He, look, at he, look, he's helping bring the poor out of being poor and bringing them up to m- almost middle class. How's he doing Isn't that? Isn't that good? How, and, well, how's he doing it? Borrowing from our grandchildren. He's giving money our... to uh, parents oh, that have children now. In other words, he's not giving them jobs. He's not helping them be better trained to earn more. He's giving them money, as you just said. There are jobs out there for them to get. 
<laughs> but he's giving them money, so what's their incentive to get a job? Well, more money, the better. You, you, that's, that's my well, I agree case. with that, too. That's but they're He's not giving me money. I go out and work every day. I did for 50-some 50, 50 years. I went out and worked every day. Nobody gave me any money. Well, you're a glonksillionaire, so people know that. The word's out. Well, if you got laid off, you got money given to you. But well, maybe you were in uh, one of those jobs that you don't get laid off. Oh, you, you could get laid off in my industry. Oh. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he laid people oh, off, though. I was the layer, not the layee. Well, all I can say is, you know, this uh, COVID thing is still going the wrong way. I don't yeah. know what it is, but I guess until somebody in your family dies, you won't care about it or someone's well, according to, Radio P according to Radio PA, which is our good source of some information from Harrisburg, we're approaching the top of the bell curve, so uh, we are approaching the peak in Pennsylvania, says their person. Well, I hope so, because it, things just are going in the wrong direction, in, in general. my opinion. You like to be nervous, huh? Oh, well, you're right. They're going in the wrong direction. The governor's imposing another mandate on people again. <laughs> Which they are pushing. Well, you back. know what? I think masks are a good idea. You know, I had a bus trip the other day. Nobody wore a mask. Not even me, and I think I got a sore throat now. Uh-oh. That's an indication of COVID. Are you vaccinated? Of course. I'm vaccinated, Joe. yeah. All right. Well, then why are you worried? President Biden well, assured I could, us I could still spread it to somebody else. President Biden assured us that if we got the vaccine, we could resume our lives. He well, told they didn't us. know all the facts at the time, did they? Oh, he didn't know all the facts. Okay, well then maybe he shouldn't have spoken, right? He can well, speak if Trump he wants had to. About He's the president. Twenty thousand lies. So why isn't he entitled to his? <laughs> okay, uh, that's the new standard. Trump had 20,000 lies, therefore the Democratic president has another 20,000. Either that or don't answer the question. Right. That was, don't answer the question would be the wiser choice, yeah, that's, Bob. Uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of that going around. No. All right, yeah, thank you so much, Bob. The question. Yeah, yeah, okay, thanks, thank thanks Bob. Take right. care. Have a uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe. Dick says, you guys going on and on about R's and D's, I just ran the numbers by percentage. In July, the registered Republicans, 26%, Democrats, Democrats, 27 percent. Independents, 43 uh, percent. What's that in the U.S.? I or Pennsylvania? Say. He just says, just says he ran the numbers. Okay. Uh, my point, perhaps these people running the, their party should begin to worry less about their hardline believers and think more about the many voters like me, sick and tired of party politics. They preach my way or the highway. We, the 43%, can fill those highways with endless potholes and speed bumps. A Gallup poll. Signed, Dick. Problem is, Dick, that the 43% of you who haven't in, who haven't aligned yourself with the party don't have any say about who winds up on the ballot. The primaries, mm -hmm. they don't vote in primaries. Oh, okay. Most people don't vote. Well, the independents, you mean? I mean, I I would think that rather than be an independent, I would try to decide what party. And I guess what there are five of them in registered in Pennsylvania. Libertarian, Socialist, Communist Workers Party. I don't remember. There, there are five that have been on the ballot fairly Lately. historically. Kay. So I would try and find the one party there that roughly aligned with my values and then join it so that I can have some say in who winds up being nominated. 
maybe I can make a better choice. Well, I think people, I, I think everybody should do what I did. Support a candidate. Switch parties if you have to, to support a candidate in a primary. If there's somebody smart that's locally that's running for office and they're a Democrat and you're a Republican, well, switch to the Democratic Party so you can support them. Then if you feel adamantly about being a Republican, switch back. I did that on many occasions. You know, change parties so that I could report, uh, support individuals who are running for so governor. you can't support them or, in, in your own party? Or a local sheriff. Uh, well, you, I guess you can write people in, but uh, these individuals would have enjoyed more support in their party's primary. So I switched party. But I wasn't. I'm am not beholden to any. I probably am more Republican than Democrat. No, I don't. Are you buy okay, that. buddy? No, I don't. The buy color that. just left Joe's face. <laughs> that looks sad. I've heard whoppers before. That's one of the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway. Okay. Well, listen, everybody. We invite you to call us. Uh, we have one more email. Let's read that. One of our good listeners was kind enough to send okay, this. Okay, Dave on the Hill says, Mark, the slavery and lynching you talk about happened pretty much in the southern states controlled by your fellow Democrats. Here in PA, they were able to start the first African Methodist Episcopal Church in 1787. Many PA residents also helped on the Underground Railway getting escaped slaves to freedom. Will anybody out there, uh, anybody out there put that on their helmet? Great point. Mm-hmm. Great point. Yeah, Pennsylvania's been miles ahead of other states, uh, critical so how in the many, underground railroad. Maybe a better question would be, how many lynchings occurred among Republicans in Pennsylvania? Probably zero, I would think. But among Democrats in South Carolina? I don't remember, remember hearing about You're the history buff. Were there any lynchings related to race in Pennsylvania? There were oh, in New okay. York uh, during the Civil War mm-hmm. uh, when the uh, draft riots took place. They lynched a lot of uh, my, fr- my fellow Uh, Irish people lynched a lot of black people uh, because they felt that the war was being fought now. They were being drafted to support uh, the end of slavery. Well, maybe Pennsylvania teams shouldn't put any social justice messages on their helmets. Maybe we've achieved everything we can possibly achieve in Pennsylvania. What if if I wanted uh, something on my helmet that said white lives matter? Would I be racist? It wouldn't really significantly be part of the solution. Really? Why not? Well, I I think it's generally accepted that... uh, Sounds like we're out of time. White (laughs) lives are important, but uh, I think there's a movement to promote uh, racial social justice, and that involves the phrase Black Lives Matter. To be continued, this is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do as I've done. Get your next vehicle from sunburymotors.com, or that's where the process started, and uh, take it from there. Pretty soon you'll be talking to folks like Jason uh, or over at the Kia dealership, uh, Kai and Ernie and Austin and the rest of the crew, and they'll fix you up. Our toll-free line is open, 1-800-795-9565. 
1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and uh, text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. I tested the text connect, and it is working today, so uh, I busted it yesterday by pushing all the keys at the same time. But uh, it is <laughs> rebooted today. We talked a little bit about climate earlier in the show, about uh, what, if anything, uh, China and India are doing. And Joe didn't know anything about that, what they were doing, so therefore they must be doing nothing. Uh, talked about Republicans versus Democrats and my rhino status of years past. I'm now a registered Democrat, but uh, was a Republican back in the day till they, uh, uh, well, I left to use the restroom when I came back. The tent was zip closed, so they wouldn't let me back in the tent. And uh, let's see, those are some of the big topics. Uh, oh, and heckling the president. Somebody sent us a video link we cannot follow uh, here. So if you want, if you have an observation about uh, the president of the U.S. today getting heckled yesterday, uh, send us a note with your words in it at on the mark at WKOK.com. You can text us at 70236, and uh, you can uh, email us at on the mark at WKOK.com. Uh, we do have some very brief news headlines here. The state Senate may not do a full forensic recount and audit of last year's presidential elections, but as we heard from State Senator John Gordner, it is worth investigating, counting, and recounting the irregularities, particularly those that were imposed on the system by the administration or courts. I believe that we should certainly look at the 2020 election and all of those decisions and see how they're not done in the future. But to completely revisit the results of the 2020 election, I don't think is productive at this point. You can hear State Senator John Gordner's full interview on the WKOK podcast page. The Center Square is reporting the State House of Representatives will cut short its summer vacation as lawmakers mount a defense against the statewide school mask mandate. Jason Gottesman, a spokesman for the House Republican Caucus, says the chamber will reconvene September 15th, about two weeks earlier than scheduled, after parents, families, school administrators, school boards, and many others uh, said they were extremely concerned about the new order. He says the House Republicans will look at anything they can do to switch the mask mandate to off. At Latrobe High School yesterday, there were some protests by folks saying they do not wish to wear masks in school. It's distracting. It gives people anxiety. We can't breathe. And how are we supposed to focus on schoolwork when we can't do anything? And that is one of the students, but this parent favors the masks. I work on a COVID unit in the hospital, and if people would see how much these patients are suffering, I would watch, much rather see my daughter wear a mask than watch her struggling to breathe in the hospital. There is a movement afoot to get that changed. A lawsuit filed against the acting state health secretary was filed last week. As for COVID-19 numbers... You may, may be interested in this, but there was mm -hmm. a thing going around Facebook, and I don't, I don't know whether it's true. Some people say it is, some people say it isn't, that at an area school district, police were called in to enforce the mask mandate. Mm. Oh, at Mifflinburg, yeah. Oh, you have heard that. Widely, well, widely being talked about. Depend, yeah, it depends on who you ask. Some say police were there incidentally, and others say no, they were specifically called to assist in the mask mandate. Most schools that we've heard said they're just letting people in without a mask if they so choose, but everybody else, uh, m most people are wearing a mask, but if you're not, 
there's no uh, most places penalty. most school districts gave a form out if parents wanted to request an exemption for mm -hmm. their child I don't know what the questions on that form are, but I, I think that they can be filed. Right? Are you a dyed-in-the-wool Republican, <laughs> or are you a free-thinking Democrat? That's oh, that's brother. the only question on there. Okay. Hospitalizations are up around here, and the vast majority of individuals hospitalized are unvaccinated if they have COVID-19. Evangelical Community Hospital says that they have 19 people on board who are unvaccinated. There's a total of 24 patients on board who have COVID-19. 19 of them are unvaccinated. Geisinger said that they have a 35 patients on board right now, and of them, uh, well, 88% are unvaccinated, uh, including that percentage of the individuals in the ICU and on ventilators. So you know what would be interesting? The statistic of how many of the vaccinated people are on ventilators compared to those unvaccinated. They don't give you that statement. Oh, zero or one or two. I mean, that's that's the best thing about the vaccine is so that, that it, it does keeps keep you from getting seriously ill. But right. you are in the hospital, so there must be some Right. So, well, issues. if you have a breathing dilemma or something, they want to keep watching you. It's probably worth it for some folks to, uh, to, or to to make sure that they are there. I'll read the sentence verbatim, and I think so, some of that observation is there. Locally, Geisinger Danville says, as of late last week, 88% of their admitted COVID-19 patients are unvaccinated. This comes as Evangelical Community Hospital began sharing similar details late last week. Geisinger is treating 35 total COVID-19 patients right now with 11 in the ICU and 8 on ventilators. They don't give the breakdown right. for, the, for those. Uh, Evangelical says of it, 24 hospitalized patients, uh, four are in an ICU, and three of them, the, you know, three of that four are on ventilators, and they are all unvaccinated in their particular ICU. Well, that's so. a pretty good argument to get vaccinated. All right. Well, that's right if you need it. Uh, Geisinger Shemokin says they have nine COVID-19 patients, no data available on vaccination status for those individuals. Uh, Joe, you should be happy. Republican Governor Greg Abbott headed to East Texas yesterday where he signed that controversial elections overhaul bill. He signed the sweeping changes during a ceremony in the city of Tyler where they had voted two to one for President Trump last year. The bill signing again underlined the hard right turn Texas Republicans have taken lately. Uh, Texas is among 18 states that have enacted new voting laws since the 2020 election. The laws are part of a GOP campaign, including in Florida, Georgia, Arizona, and Pennsylvania, to tighten, tighten voting laws in the name of security, partly driven, of course, by President Trump's false claims that Now, the that's election. your editorial comment there. That's not in the story. No, well, it certainly is. It's in the story? Well, it's in the CBS story. Yeah, right, <laughs> but not the in the story you're reading. <laughs> right, the laws are read verbatim, the laws are part of the national GOP campaign, including that which exists in Florida, Georgia, Arizona, and Pennsylvania, to tighten voting laws in the name of security, partly driven by President Trump's false claims that the election was stolen. Oh, so that is actually in the story. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it would be safe to say that the election changes are partly driven by President Trump's false claims, don't you think? Mm, I don't know. I don't. I, I favor tightening up election restrictions. I think right. we were, did it willy-nilly in the last election, but I don't believe it's because the election was stolen from President Trump. Well, and I think the state Supreme Court is in the right, and I think the state Secretary of State in, in Harrisburg was in the right, but President, or, yeah, President Gordner, uh, which He'd is really 
good one. We should, we should have. <laughs> Senator Gordner, I think, is also in the right that you can't just have the courts and or secretaries of state significantly changing or interpreting or, in the case of the Supreme Court, writing new law. That's not right either. I mean, you have to come up with some sort of a, uh, I don't know, a system where you... <laughs> <laughs> where every the three sides of government are kept in check and nobody oversteps. Well, who wrote that story that you just read? CBS. Where, this CBS. is a CBS headline. And it goes on, if you want to read it at cbsnews.com, uh, to talk about what the specific changes are and how they will affect voters. You know, what, I mean, what the impact will be. It's, it's, I, I think it's a pretty unbiased story, but you... No, you, I, I must admit I thought the lead was unbiased. I don't know about the last sentence, but what, the lead... Democrats are awesome and Republicans No, that are bad. wasn't the way the story was phrased. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's, it's, it's fair to say that there should be some restrictions, not restrictions, but there should be some safeguards in our voting process to make sure that people who are legitimately qualified to vote can vote. I think Governor Abbott in his speech yesterday in signing the bill made it quite clear that no one who is legitimately able to vote will be denied the vote. You know, so if you have to jump through a small hoop to do that, look at the sacrifice many servicemen paid, and women, servicemen and women paid to give you that right. If you have to do something a little extra to guarantee that that right is safeguarded and preserved for all of us, then I don't think that's too much to ask. Well, and you and I have gone through this list, and we've agreed that some make sense and would be wise changes that could potentially make uh, voting uh, more more accurate or more more perfect okay perfecter in order to form a more perfect right, union, so, right. and uh, there's some changes that you could see that could have an impact on either some individuals or maybe certain populations that that could negatively affect others my argument against texas's law and i don't know all that much about it is that if there's anything in that law that d is targeting minorities or the poor or uh, blacks in particular or individuals that live in certain neighborhoods that's wrong but i don't know that it's in there the, the democrats in texas said it absolutely positively was in there and you and i went point by point over pennsylvania's law in well fact. we went over the texas law point by point i was Is that the one we I went still through? yeah okay. that's the one we went through and so. everything in there seemed reasonable to me i didn't couldn't find one unreasonable well to thing. you yes but i found some that with with which i had some disagreement so well you don't like the idea that somebody has to produce an id to vote well that that might be part of it but I don't mind an ID, personally, as long as the government, the state government, helps you get that ID and makes it uh, free and that, you know, if you absolutely positively must travel to get it, like if you want a real ID in Pennsylvania, you have to go up to Williamsport. But you don't need a real ID to vote under no, anybody's no, 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 legislation. No, 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 I'm just saying, I'm just using that as an example of a government restriction that involves you have to do travel and you have to pay to get a real ID. So, but now that I have one, I can, you know, I can get in and out of the federal courthouse if we're covering something. Or I think the Texas law would, would uh, accept a, a utility bill with your address on it. Yeah, is that, is, is that it? Okay, well, that's fine. And if, if, if it is that easy and it's literally doable, then the ID restriction isn't the dilemma. Yeah, I don't, I, I remember we had asked this of Jim Crisula, what are the specifics that the Democrats are fighting? And he didn't know that. So, you know, what is, what are the specifics in that law or any voter change law that make it, uh, you know, that would 
make it likely that somebody might not vote. All right, we got open phones right now. But in the end, if you want to vote, now like Pennsylvania, they're trying to rein in uh, vote mail-in ballots. Now, I think their mail-in ballots certainly have a place, but they need to be regulated, don't they? Uh, we, I think they are regulated. I, I don't think you just fill but out a box top but and no, send it But that's exactly what some states did. They sent out ballots to everybody, and if you send it back, you could you were voting. That's right. not right. 1-800-795-9565. We would love to hear from everybody on this topic. we got to take the quickie scheduled break uh, at uh, 19 after, so we'll do so now. we got one caller waiting, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right. The Robert E. Lee statue is now officially removed from Richmond. Associated Press reporting uh, that after months of protests and legal resistance, uh, that statue is now down in Richmond. And let's see, you'll be happy to know a statue of Christopher Columbus is being replaced in Mexico City with a statue of an indigenous woman. The statue <laughs> was used often as a site for indigenous rights protests and was vandalized multiple times. The Columbus statue isn't gone. It will be moved to another part of the neighborhood, or it's not going all together. It'll be moved to another part of the neighborhood. Well, and they're moving Bobby Lee into a warehouse. All right. 1-800-795-9565 We have another call coming in, but we lost that our one. Our telephone number. Go we ahead. have Joseph on the line. Joseph, you're on the mark. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. I wanted to talk about global warming here, your first subject. Uh, and I've mentioned this before. Uh, as I understand science and history, that uh, the northern part of America here was covered by a glacier billions of years ago. They claim, I guess, down to the Mason-Dixon line, right? Somewhere in there. Yep, that sounds right. Well, it would have taken an awful amount of global warming to melt that back, but yet we're still here. And I wonder if the quote-unquote cavemen's uh, campfires uh, did that, their carbon footprint. <laughs> Uh, well, know, that, it, can you imagine? Man-made, obviously. Well, we talk about how the cattle are and all the methane they well, produce. Well, yeah, they had big herds of buffalo. Probably they were farting a lot, you know. Well, what about dinosaurs? Can you imagine what they might have contributed oh, boy, to it? They really passed gas. <laughs> but I believe that AOC and Chucky Schumer and these are—they're Democrats, but they're prophets and prophetess. They're prophesying that the world is going to be so hot uh, here in about 12 years, AOC said, because of global warming, right? Uh, and, and they are right. They, I think they're right. I really do. I'm not, I'm not uh, making satire here jokes. And why do I say that? 
because there was a prophet called Isaiah, and he said the same thing. At the end of time, that's what's going to happen. We know that the sun, the moon reflects the sun's light, right, on the earth. The moon has no light of its own, right? Like that's a, right. Like a big mirror up there. Yeah. And I, Isaiah said that the moon is going to be like the, like the light of the sun, and the sun's going to be sevenfold at the end of time. And that means seven times hotter. Can you imagine if the sun gets seven times hotter? That is global warming, baby, in a mass scale. And this is brought to pass by the creator of the universe. And he, he tells us that in Revelation chapter 16, when, this, when the fourth vow is poured out, that the sun is going to scorch men with great heat. So these prophets in the Democrat Party, they're right, but they have their how it's going to happen wrong. They say it's man-made. It's not man-made. It's the Almighty himself. He's punishing men for their sins and their iniquity. That's, what it's, uh, that's what's happening, and that's what's going to happen. Excuse me. Okay, well, that's kind of scary, but thanks. What well, it is scary, <laughs> but uh, hey, uh, uh, there's something great going to come out of it. There's coming a kingdom that's going to be wonderful here on the earth. It's going to be like the Garden of Eden. Uh, and so the earth isn't going to be destroyed. Don't worry about that. The earth is going to stand forever. And it's going to be like the Garden of Eden when Yeshua comes back and to reign and rule for a thousand years. And uh, everybody can have part in that kingdom if they repent and accept him as Savior. Okay, now we're into the zealotry again. <laughs> well, hey, I'm, in, I'm into the facts. I'm into scientific well, into the... and uh, scriptural facts. And you, you, you men are, are Christians, so you ought to agree with me on that. Right? Well, you know, we can get into how many angels can dance on the head of a pen. No, no, no. I'm not talking foolishness here. Well, you're I'm talking, talking you're talking God. your religious beliefs versus other people's religious no, beliefs. No, no, no. Every, oh, every yes, Christian yes, yes. believes there's a thousand-year reign coming of Messiah when he comes back. You believe that, don't you? Not necessarily. What? Oh, well, then you don't believe the Bible. Well, there are people who, who are Christians who don't think the Bible is because of the contradictions in it is infallible. There's no contradictions there, sir. Yes, there are. No, no, no. It's because of people's ignorance and understanding the prophetic, the prophecies and things like that. Uh, that that's proven. I can prove it if you, if you give me time, but you won't give me time. Okay. Well, we, There's no contradiction there, no. Well, I disagree, but thank you for your comments. We always appreciate them, Joseph. Always. Thank you. Okay. Have a well, good thank one. Thank you for letting me air them. All right. Take care. All right, one 800 upper right-hand corner, Joe. says, I've been wondering if Texas is wagging the dog with their laws on abortion and voting rights. With their abysmal record of last winter's power grid collapse and their extremely high COVID rates, it seems the lawmakers are pandering to the radical right-wing base because without them, they'd have no base at all for the next round of elections. Yeah, it should be interesting to see uh, what kind of a foothold Democrats make in Texas. Of course, Republicans are in the majority. But uh, many people, Republicans and Democrats, may not like the uh, voter changes that are being made there or the abortion law that's, you know, kind of putting them on the map globally. So um, 
I would think if there were ever going to be any sort of a snapback that it would come now. All right, well, we have open lines, 1-800-795-9565. Uh, thank you for the email. Uh, you can do as that individual did, and that's email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. We talked a little bit about the mask mandate. Uh, one of our listeners sends us a note and says uh, that there is a opportunity here for schools to find a way for students not to wear a mask, but they all must fill out an exemption form. If they don't, school districts can be penalized with both funding and other penalties. So it should be interesting to follow that and find out how that goes. I invite you to do what I've done. Let's go to the Sunbury Motor Company and drive a Mustang, but not just anyone, not one with a big V8 that's sucking gas left and right. How about one that gets 96 miles to the gallon in the highway on the or I'm sorry, in the city, 84 on the highway and averages 90 miles to the gallon. Now, it doesn't actually use any gallons at all whatsoever. That's right, it's the Mustang Mach-E. It is an SUV. It's not the sleek, low-slung, fast Mustang with the V6 or the V8. It's a Mustang Mach-E electric vehicle. You can plug it in with 110 or 220. It charges faster with 220. If you plug it into 220, it takes uh, about, uh, where is it, 0 to 60 in 4.8 seconds. Um, I guess I don't have that down. But it's 100% electric, 266 horsepower, 317 foot-pounds of torque. That means it takes off like lightning. It goes 270 miles on a single charge, and they have one of them down at the Sunbury Motor Company. It is a mannequin, and you can join the dozen or so folks who have ordered up uh, one type or another of these and say that they want one in, and so they'll have to wait a short time. But uh, dozens of vehicles are coming in very shortly at the Sunbury Motor Company company, and it is just a fantastic vehicle. I enjoyed it, riding it tremendously. Price tag $56,000, so that certainly is a high price, but it is very doable for many families today, particularly uh, your used car is worth more than you think it is these days. So do as I've done, drive a Mustang Mach-E at the Sunbury Motor Company, and then uh, put a couple of two-tree shackles down, and you will be driving uh, one in the near future. Now we'll take our scheduled break, but we got open phones right now. Now, 1-800-795-9565 talked about uh, climate change and its impact on the hurricane that Ida. Uh, we've talked about President Trump getting heckled a lot and getting covered a lot as a result, but President Biden got heckled, but uh, nobody's paying any attention to it. Nobody cares. So we can talk about that. And uh, we just talked about the prophets that called for Beelzebul to send ice and uh, seven times bright sun over the earth. Maybe you'd like to elaborate on that and uh, tell us about your profit experience. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. Welcome back. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, you can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. We'd love to hear from you. You know, now you can get into trouble for what people think you mean. <laughs> Even though you didn't say it, what? Candy Candy Woodall of the Pennsylvania State Capitol Bureau of USA Today Network wrote a very interesting story this morning. I saw one of the papers I read. It says a House Republican lawmaker from Central Pennsylvania is not backing down after an advocacy advocacy boy there we go advocacy group said uh, one of his social media posts compared mandatory vaccines to rape. Russ Dime, a representative Russ Diamond of Lebanon, said those claims from the Pennsylvania Coalition Against Rape are not accurate. 
accurate. What it called, when, what's it called when someone sticks something into your body against your will or, co or coerces you to let them? Diamond said in an August 23rd post on his official Facebook page. He shared the question with a vague statement. There's a word for that. You think there's a word for that? Yeah. Okay. Many people in the comment section assumed the word was rape, as have many sexual assault survivors and their advocates. A couple of days later, the Pennsylvania Coalition Against Rape issued a statement and called on Diamond to remove the post and apologize. The Pennsylvania Coalition Against Rape is outraged by Representative Russ Diamond's statement comparing rape to vaccinations. The statement said comparing other experiences to sexual violence to make tasteless jokes dilutes the seriousness of victims' experiences. Representative Diamond swore to serve his constituents, not humiliate or insult them. So, did he? Well, absolutely. Well, to make to make light of or use that as a comparison, it's like the people who say, "Well, but he didn't use. He never used the word rape." Say that, right? He declined to say that exact word, but uh, I, I think he has in the past. He he's been in trouble for this in the past. The word could be violation. <laughs> could it true. not? Could it doesn't be. have to be rape. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Jim, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, Mark and uh, Joe. Mark, I don't like the new electric Mustang like you do, <laughs> and I'd be afraid to buy one because of what Chevy is saying with their electric Volt, uh, how the batteries can catch fire, and they're just not the best thing to buy right now. But the reason why I was calling in, Mark, I be I feel sometimes about Biden and silly Kamala Harris, like Kennedy is saying, but I'd be afraid to say it because, uh, and I know different other people in our area that say the same thing. I'd be afraid I would get a call from the uh, Secret Service. So you don't like President Biden? You're saying no. Okay, I wouldn't vote for him then. You probably won't get I another didn't chance. I for him at all, sir. Okay. Wise choice. And I think I'd still vote for Donald Trump. Well, you'll get that chance. you got to wait a couple of two, three years, but he'll be back. <laughs> Unless, uh, say, Lindsey Graham or even Hannity I'd vote for or one of them. But You mean Sean I Hannity? I think Lindsey Graham or that there other uh, fellow. Uh, Mitch McConnell? That, What's that, sir? Mitch McConnell? Uh, I'm not sure on him, sir. Oh, there, uh, well, there's a dozen. But I think I would vote for Mike Pence. Again, right? You and know. how do you gentlemen feel about buying and all the silly stuff he's doing over there in Afghanistan? Well, President Trump, well... It's not silly stuff, it's <laughs> tragic stuff. Right, yeah, that's deadly serious stuff. It's a yeah, shame. Tragic. Uh, I think he did the best that he could, but obviously it was uh, tragically flawed and is, what, a, a pretty close to a debacle, I think we can really say. But, uh, you know, honestly, I, the, the good news is we are out of Afghanistan. The tragic price we paid, uh, uh, you know, there must have been some way somehow to avoid that. You know, up until now, you only had a few deaths in Afghanistan of U.S. soldiers, which each and every one of them is tragic, and right. every, every president for 20 years has had them uh, on their hands. But to have, you know, 13 in one day is uh, was a unique exposure that we haven't experienced, and, and there had to be some way to avoid it. If we could have stayed in Afghanistan and, you know, pulled out in a 
reasonable fashion and disabled all the equipment there or taken it with us, I guess, if we need it. Uh, that would have been a better choice. I think President Biden, will. this will go down in history as probably his, as a failure. his biggest blunder as president, I would assume. And, and it's a shame, you know, the president makes mistakes here and there doing this and that, but uh, they don't always have deadly consequences, but this one certainly did. And now I think there's six jets sitting on, on the tarmac waiting to take off with uh, people on them, and they get the Taliban won't let them, or ISIS won't let them take off. Okay. Well, could be. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't followed it super much, but we know, we know that, what, what do we have, a hundred or so Americans there that do want out? Is that well, the number? Well, according to Hannity's... He says there's a couple thousand oh, there Oh, is it yet. a thousand? Okay. You know, honestly, I have not followed it super closely. So, um, okay. Well, if Hannity says it, it must be true. Do you want Sean Hannity to run for president? Oh, I think I would. <laughs> or, uh, Linda, or uh, uh, yeah, uh, the lady lawyer. Uh, oh, Ingram. Or Ingraham. Oh, Laura Ingram. I don't think is she considering a run? Are either of them considering a run? I I don't know if Kennedy is, but I don't think either the lady is either, but I think Lindsay, I'm getting stuff on Lindsey Graham. Well, we I'm holding out for Glenn Beck. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Joe's all about Glenn Beck now. He's back on that bandwagon. Uh, yeah, we do not need anyone else to run for president other than Donald Trump. We no. do need Donald Trump to run again, and he probably will. I don't think he can help himself. He's being so. coy about it, but I, I don't think he would be good for the party. I agree with Oh, I think it would be terrible for the party, and he'll lose again. That's why I right. want him to run. Oh, okay. And I don't think he can help himself. I think he so will definitely So if you think run. the choice between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, you're going to make the same choice oh, you made no, the last no. time? <laughs> well. We'll have to pick a different uh, Democrat. But, you know, there's a wide range of Democrats who would be perfectly willing to vanquish Donald Trump once and for all in the election history. So if you were, to, if you were the kingmaker of the Democratic Party for the next election, who would you make the king? Uh, I don't dislike Kamala Harris. I know that we've we found some things that we wish that she were doing differently, but I still think she stands for some the of the overwhelming majority ideals. of the American people believe she's not capable of being the president. Well, I haven't actually consulted with the overwhelming majority of the people. I'm just speculating. That she, she would be a good president. And there certainly are some other good Democrats out there who could be president and would probably be a better president than the one Tulsi we have Gabbard, right now. I would, I would like. Sure. Well, let's go back in the archives. <laughs> Think of the better Republicans we could have had as president. Lots of them. There are a you lot know. of them on that stage. Sure. Back in the day, oh, think, well, we've, think we've of the Republican here in the. In think of the Republican slate back in 2016, and then they picked a Trump. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Well, I, uh, I enjoy listening to your show, but really, Mark, I think I would buy one of the older Mustangs uh, than the electric Mustang. It looks like a, a big turtle. <laughs> yeah, the SUV. It does. And the, uh, the it's funny because they actually, make, I think they may be making fun of that. They have the caricature of the turtle on their, it's on the sticker. The comments of our callers do not necessarily reflect the views well, of Sunbury it's, Broadcasting Corporation, its sponsors or employees. It's Well, the Mustang's a <laughs> right. mock is a super vehicle. There's no I agree with that, that Joe, but uh, I think in the consumer reports, it looks like it's a big turtle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got you. Thank you so much for checking in.
And you too, sir, and I hope you both have a good day and your families. Thank you. You too. Maybe you want to do another commercial now to offset that. All right. We've got one call coming in. We'll take another quickie break. 1-800-795-9565. They invite you to buy the ultra-sophisticated Mustang Turtle. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We talked about climate change. One of our listeners says, stop buying stuff from China. That will help climate change. Uh, Mark from Watsontown, PA, you are on the mark. Yeah, Mark, I don't know where to begin with you this morning. First (laughs) off, China's building excess capacity and generating capacity. They're building more coal-fired plants. So in the future, when they sign a treaty, they'll still have a way... uh, uh, way over uh, what they need. Uh, as far as the, uh, the climate change, uh, smack, uh, harp, we're already in the climate warfare with Russia, China, and uh, I think Israel has capability in that area. You don't forget the chemtrails. They're warming the, the, the world up intentionally. And uh, as far as Trump goes, his personality was what killed him. His policies, a lot of them, were very good for this country. But he just couldn't keep his mouth shut. And he, he lacked patience, uh, especially in some of those debates. Amen. He lacked, he lacked tact, and that's what it was. But uh, I liked a lot of his policies, especially the border policy, the Middle East policy. His economic policy was good until the Chinese dropped a virus on us. I mean, I could go on for hours. Well, you don't Go have ahead. to. I agree with you. Um, and he marks back on his heels over there. He's well, I'm, up. Listen, I'm listening to our good caller. <laughs> oh, you got me upset today, Mark. I mean, hey, climate change, climate change. Some of this is man-made, manipulated, and intentionally done. What has China done to reduce its carbon footprint? They're slightly building still more coal-fired plants. But they talk a good game, and in the background, they're sneaking around again. What have they They're going done? to have excess capacity, so when they sign a treaty, they can take off uh, offline a number of these coal-fired uh, generating plants and still uh, be able to sign the treaty. They know what they're doing. They think years and years in advance. We don't. Right. Yeah, we, we elect a president who's got four years of insights, and that's about it. Yeah, that's true. And uh, uh, Trump, some of those policies were good. That border policy was good. His economic was good until the Chinese dropped a, a virus on him. And then the Middle East, he was going the right direction there. Uh, all I see here with this outfit is a disaster. And what are you going to do in a year or two when Taiwan is threatened or t- is China takes them over? China says, you let us go or we'll turn, turn your lights out. They have the capability of actually take, turning our electric grid off. And the only reason they haven't done it so far is just their pure graciousness. 
Oh yeah, sure. No, they're going to milk the they're going to milk the cow as long as they can, and that's us. Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievable what's going on, and I'm I'm just upset about it. And uh, the leadership we got now is uh, some of it uh, just that Af- Afghan policy. That's a disaster. Well, we that have... could have been done much better than that. No, he's I... running around trying to take a victory lap. It's, it's BS. No, really argument, no argument there, but I mean, the thing that bothers me is we know what China and Russia can do to our grids and our, our computer systems, but we don't know what we can do to theirs. I, I said before in this program, I think we ought to flash the lights in the Kremlin a couple of times and shut down the waterworks in China <laughs> and just let well, them see that we can do it. Well, we better do something pretty quick because I'm telling you, they're going to move within two years or less of, uh, uh, on Taiwan, and there goes your chips. They'll have a chokehold on us. Right, yeah, we're they f- already do on the the car chips. We can't get them in. Yep, that's already a lost cause. Well, I, I, it's amazing. We talk politics. You better talk about what's coming down the pike, and I think it's World War Three. I really do. Wow. Or we surrender. I mean, it's it's very serious out there, and uh, the American people just uh, they go along and uh, they pretend that things aren't that bad, but they are. Well, you know what? The worst part of this is we were energy independent. Now President Biden has made us dependent again, and President Trump was absolutely right when he talked about bringing industry and manufacturing back to this country. We need to make our own chips. We need to make our own TV sets. If exactly, we have to pay a little exactly. more His for policies, them. a lot of them are very good for this country, but his personality, his lack of tact and patience. Especially in those debates, that was just unbelievable. I mean, he, he couldn't uh, control himself. I mean, uh, and that's a couple points, you know, I mean, on, on the election. I still think there was some uh, hanky-panky in some of these states, but uh, overall you can't prove that it was a completely fixed election. But uh, uh, I, I do think that, uh, to get back to what I was saying, we're in deep, deep trouble, and the American people better realize that. Uh, and and uh, I talked to a fellow the other day. He says, "How bad do you think it's going to get?" I said, "It's going to get really, really bad. You're not gonna, you haven't seen anything yet." And that Taiwan situation is coming down the pike. And uh, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, uh, we got our warships. Uh, some of our newest warships have the uh, Chinese computerization in them. Is that <laughs> is that a good idea? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll t- they'll turn those chips off when they so choose. You better believe it. I think they fooled around with them already. They had some problems with those those ships uh, uh, a couple years ago. Just to send so a it's, message. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, but uh, honker down, get yourself a generator, stock up on food, and uh, pray for the world because we're not just, we're not the only ones going to be involved. The whole world's going to be involved. No, my generator has Chinese chips in it, so they probably have them programmed to stop. Uh, now you're getting now you're getting a little smart. <laughs> Well, mine was made in the USA, and it has no chips. But it does, yeah, it right. does have it does. chips, and they are well, from I would China. definitely get Everybody should have a backup generator, because if we uh, don't have an electric power, how are you going to run your furnace? You know what I mean? Now, some of the good ones are, you're talking over $4,000. Right. And they Power all, your whole house, but it might be a good investment, you know? And they all require fossil fuel. <laughs> well, I don't see, uh, that's another thing, these electric cars and everything. Where are you going to get your energy? They don't, they're not too keen. Uh, some of these people aren't too keen on nuclear, and uh, uh, I just think it, uh, it's, it's all right to have a dual capacity. If you want an electric car, if you can afford it, and if you can get the charge. But uh, I think uh, doing away completely with fossil fuels uh, at a certain date—that's uh, that's, that's foolish. All right. Thank you, Mark, for the field good right, call of the care. day. Thanks for putting Mark in his place, Mark. <laughs> yeah, well, he got me going this morning. <laughs> oh, dear. Take care. Call Thanks. again.
we were once energy exporters and now we're importers. Elaborate, please. Yes. President Biden cut off the pipelines. Now they're trying to push him to cut off another what, pipeline what pipeline that's 95. What pipeline did he shut off? He shut down, I uh, forget the name of the thing right now, not the Colonial. The Keystone, Keystone XL. XL. But, I but thought there's you another said one that he's that trying to cut down now. He's trying to stop. He's being pushed by the far left to cut off this other pipeline that's 95% complete. Okay. Now, let's go all the way back to Keystone XL. When we discussed this, you said before it wasn't oil for the U.S. that would go through No, it. I didn't say that. I said it was oil that would wind up being transported through the country in tank cars. And then... And that's where it's being transported. Well, either you or someone of your persuasion said that the oil in the XL pipeline was Canadian oil for export to other countries. Is that... Did well, that I change? I don't know where it's going to go. Oh, okay. How would, how would well, I know it that? wasn't for the U.S. It had nothing to do with the U.S. energy picture is the bottom line. But now you're saying that the Keystone XL well, no, oil it, it was had, for the U.S. It had certainly an impact on our refining capacity and the fact that our refineries and the people who work in them make money and have jobs. You know, you heard about the number of people thrown out of work by the Keystone XL pipeline, and now he's trying to. They're, they want the left wants him to cut out, out another pipeline. I forget the name of it. I just heard the story the other day, and I meant I could, wasn't at a place where I could write it down. Okay, so when President Trump was in office, the U.S. was an exporter yes, of energy. It was, and now we are an importer. We are back at re- being relying relying upon other countries for a lot of energy. To elaborate on that. Tell me what that means. It means that we're importing oil and we're importing um, that we're importing oil okay from and what was the why is that well it's because we cut out we cut out our drilling we cut back on um, what is that thing that he what did? drilling did we cut out we cut on the, the, you, you must remember the stories about the, the things he did on day one he rescinded uh, leases he cut back on leases not issuing new leases All right but they were contributing to the US energy picture then or now well, the ones that, that we have were. Yeah, I think your Fox talking point falls through. It may end up being coincidentally true, but you certainly aren't informed on it. So if anybody knows. Well, I didn't knows, claim that I was. What, I've, what I said was there were I was referring to news stories, which I assume are accurate because they were reported not just on Fox, but on MSNBC oh. and CNN. We have a t- text. They're coming in upside down. Oh, Go okay. ahead. Okay. He says, Joe, you criticized the president for speaking without knowing the facts, yet that's exactly what you do every <laughs> day. Excellent, excellent point. <laughs> well said. Thank you, whoever sent that. Yep, that is true. There, there have been endless stories in the media about America now ex- importing energy. Okay. So why don't you no, Google just that ask, and see if you can find out? I am just asking, asking you to elaborate. Well, I wouldn't bring it up since I'm not informed on it. I certainly believe you. I'm not questioning the veracity of it. I'm just saying that I'd, I'd be curious as to w- what put us where we were, energy independent, and what makes us energy dependent now. Surely you're aware of the news stories of pe- about people on the left pushing the president for more renewable energy, clean energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are they talking about? They're saying no importing coal. more fuel. We cut down coal. We cut down on importing well, oil. President Biden had nothing to do with any change that relates to coal. He's been there too short of a time. He announced immediately that he was not in favor of clean coal. <laughs> well, there is, since there is no such thing, it's a fairy tale. Well, we could have tried it. What? What? 
That's true. There is actually a energy god from heaven who comes down oh, come and on. gives you if, free if energy you from the sky. If I told you in 1930, sky. if I told you in 1941, December 7th, 1941, if I'd have told you that in four years the United States of America would develop an atomic bomb capable of massive destruction, you would have probably thought I was talking science fiction. And it's amazing what you can do, what science can do if it puts its mind to it. Look at the what vaccines are you trying we to have. Say? I'm trying to say that, you know, we haven't explored whether or not coal can be made clean. Oh, I see what you're, you're back on the coal. Okay. You know, so you're saying the energy fairy is coming down and sprinkling coal dust on everything. <laughs> I'm saying that until we spend the money to find out whether or not the natural resources we have can be made clean and safe or whatever you want to call it, that we're really not ta doing everything we can do to maximize our own energy independence. And don't you believe we should be energy independent? Do you think we should be dependent on other countries? Oh, we should. Oh, Joe, come on. No, come on. You're, you're saying. <laughs> you bring you'll... your Fox points to the show. Well, of course, <laughs> we should be energy independent. Too. But, you know, honestly, this idea that you think that coal somehow is going to make a resurgence, that suddenly mining is all of a sudden going to be safe and trucking coal to power plants or smelting plants is suddenly all going to be done cleanly and safely. And suddenly these coal burning plants are going to be clean suddenly. and safe. Did I say suddenly? <laughs> Did I say suddenly? I said it's going to take money to develop and time. clean coal. Okay, well you keep but, working on that. But you know, that. you're saying look at all these Science fields, is these huge on, fields of of uh, wind turbines and uh, solar panels. They blight the landscape. You don't like the look of them. Okay, well we'll note noted that. You know, so what? what's better, a, a power plant like the wonderful new Hummel Station plant we have in Shimokan Dam? I don't have any problem with that. That's fine. Okay. Isn't that... It's going to be a perfect that, bridge fuel to take us into the future. Is that part of the problem or part of the solution? Well, it's obviously part of the solution. It's clean burning, and it's obviously a... Uh, uh, a, a big energy generator around here. It's a, it has dozens of jobs, so it's, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just a bridge fuel. We're not going to have endless natural gas for four centuries to come, but it's, it's as good as it gets. Think how much cleaner it is than the uh, plant that was there. Well, Can you think is. of that? No, it's much cleaner. Oh, okay. No argument there. <laughs> All right. Well, Joe, you keep working trying to get some facts to back okay. up your comments. Energy independence is highly concerned with oil, the source of the country's principal transport fuels. In total energy consumption, the U.S. was between 86 and 91 percent self-sufficient in 2016. In May of 2011, the country became an ex exporter of refined petroleum products. So we were, in effect, energy independent, and we were exporting. You're right, but now we're, now we're importing. importing. Okay, and what, what, was, what fed that transition? The Biden administration. All right, and specifically, what in the Biden administration? Because Keystone XL, that's a myth, just so you know that. You can't use that. And drilling on, uh, on national parklands, no new leases, means you have people thinking about drilling that hope to do it in the years ahead and produce look at oil. The, the fact that the states have cut back in fracking, New York has made, it a law against, uh, made a law against fracking. Okay, well, that fracking never did exist. It changed, did not change our energy picture at all. But My it question us is. from being energy independent right. because we're not maximizing our resources. Bone up on your topic and call us back. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow morning with more discussion. You bone this up is, on it. This is WKOK Sunbury.